Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk the 22 push-up challenge, and is your relationship bad for your health, and more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Let's get it started. Hey, all right, let's get it started with Fit Club. It is Wednesday. That means you are joining the club with us. I'm your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or fitwithfallon on social media, along with my lovely co-host. And my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. All right, you guys, if you listened in last week, I know we said that we were going to do cupping on the show, but unfortunately it got postponed till next week. But we do have a great show in, sto- and show in store for you this week. We have a lot of topics. Again, educating you, everything health and fitness. Let's start with this 22 push-up challenge that has social media on fire. Even your celebrities, your favorite celebrities are joining in on it. I've seen Kevin Hart, The Rock. Who Chris, else? Chris, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, Chris Pat. Who yeah. else? And Scott Eastwood, yeah. Uh, yes, so everybody's on it. Um, and if you're wondering why are they doing 22 push-ups, Push-ups. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it, it's a wonderful way to raise awareness of our veterans. So mm-hmm. right now, about 22 um, veterans every day commit suicide. And so yeah. this is raising awareness to that to that plight. Yeah, and you'll see hashtag 22 kill. That's the hashtag yeah. um, because we want to, you know, raise awareness. And it's nice to see that stars are standing up again. I haven't seen a big challenge like this yeah. since the Ice Bucket Challenge yeah, back we- in 2014 that raised awareness for a ALS. And yeah, and they've already gotten some research breakthroughs with the money that um, has funded some of that research. So um, hopefully this encourages our vets to uh, reach out and if they're in kind of that kind of pain and PTSD and suffering from PTSD to seek help. And hopefully it also helps the military really address this problem even more. Yeah, I agree. And um, I know ALS, they raised over $115 million just off of the Ice Bucket Challenge. So I will keep up to date with how much this challenge actually raises. Yeah, because there's Um, no reason for our veterans to be suffering in silence. And it's a big problem. People are giving their life for this country and, you know, um, risking their life for this country. So they should come back and know that they have a way to be... uh, Acknowledge and also taken care of. Yeah, I so agree. I think yeah. me and you, Shaka, maybe um, mm-hmm. after the show we need to get down and do oh, our push-ups. W- without a doubt, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we got to think of who we're going to challenge. If you guys out there are watching and want to do the 22 push-up challenge, challenge us or yeah. challenge, you know, hashtag us if you do the challenge so we can see, you know. Yeah, what you guys are out there doing and just raising awareness for a good cause. Yeah, I agree. All right, um, Sophia Vegera. I always pronounce yeah. her name wrong, but, you know, she's beautiful. She's known for her great look looks, beauty, and charm, and she recently came out and talked about a beauty regret that she's had for a long time, and that's not putting sunscreen on her chest. Now, I guess a key indicator for a lot of women as you age and get older, you start to see wrinkles on your chest, your neck, on the crows of your eyes, and I guess, you know, even though she looks flawless yeah, and looks say, young. It's hard to imagine her having a beauty regret, but it, it, it kind of underscores that it's a big problem. So yeah. if she's having a regret, then you know it's, you know, it's yeah. an issue. Because the thing is, is that we, we are taught, um, you know, to put 
put sunscreen on your face, but not necessarily to put it on your chest. And yeah. I did a little research, and um, a lot of doctors say that we miss key places. So I have six key places okay. where you are probably forgetting to put your sunscreen <laughs> that you should probably put your sunscreen on. Um, the number one place that dermatologists recommend that you need to put sunscreen on is your ears. It's actually um, the third most frequent place where people get skin cancer. Yeah. And Surprising. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I imagine because, you know, we put it everywhere else, you probably do forget about we your ears. We have vanity ears. culture, so we're not thinking about our ears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, number two, your eyelids. Uh, a lot of people, yeah. you know, they probably wear sunglasses in the sun. They're not thinking about their eyelids, but that's the number two place. Three, it's your lips. And dermatologists suggest that you should be finding, um, you know, different Chapstick, chapsticks yeah. that have the SPF in it. And they said, say more importantly, make sure to put enough sunscreen on your lower lip because that's the one that actually gets burnt most <laughs> for some reason and gets more cancer than the top lip. Yeah. So I found that interesting. It's actually 12 times more affected um, with cancer, your, wow. your lower lip. Number four, the tops of your feet. So the bottom of your feet, your soles have thicker skin and... You're probably not being exposed exactly. to the sun as much. Yeah. But the tops of your feet have a thin, thinner layer of skin and a lot of people forget about it. They'll put it on their legs but not reach down to their feet. Number five, it's your scalp. Um, you know, everybody thinks they have hair on their head that yeah. is protecting their scalp. But a lot of people do get burned and actually get skin cancer on their scalp. And then, of course, um, what we talked about earlier is the chest. A lot of women especially... Um, tend to get cancer on their chest, and so. it's so important to reapply because a, a lot oh, of yes. yeah, a lot of people just go out and you know they do it in the morning, think they're good for all day. Yep. But especially if you're living in a city like Southern California, mm -hmm. um, you really got to make sure you're reapplying all the time. Yeah, and I didn't know um, every three hours specifically yeah. you should be reapplying. Yeah. And when you put the sunscreen on, you shouldn't rub it in. Yeah, you should lather it on, but try to stay away from rubbing it in all the way. So, so. Are, are, you, are you a big sunscreen fan? I am. Yeah. I wasn't before because I felt that sunscreen would take away from my nice tan. Yeah. But you're still getting a tan. Yeah. It's just blocking out the no. bad rays. And then um, I think two of my aunts yeah. have had skin cancer. Oh, wow. And it kind of was a wake-up call. And then, you know, sometimes I think because I'm brown, you yeah, know. Yeah, you're good, yeah. I'm a little, you yeah, know. But not necessarily, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't ma matter so, what color you are. Yeah, just for minorities out there, I mm -hmm. wear sunscreen every day. You know, I'd found, I grew up in Miami, and so I'd actually gotten some, like, sun bumps on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. I was always playing in the pool, and so mm -hmm. I was there, you know, exposed to it all the time. So that's when I started, was like 15, 16. Mm -hmm. But... I started to uh, look at the ingredients in some of the uh, chemicals and some of the sunscreens. So I would urge our viewers, like, watch out. Look at the chemicals you see in the sunscreens. There's a lot of natural ones out there that you can mm -hmm. find. Yeah. I personally use a lot of coconut oil, which has a natural SPF. Mm, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, and when you're looking for sunscreen, you should look for 15 or above. And, yeah. you know, ladies out there, try to invest in a foundation um, if you're wearing makeup that has the sunscreen already in it or you know I mix mine together if I want just a, a natural look you know and then that way I'm protected through the day as yeah. well and higher is not better so a lot of times you know you see SPF 100 and it's like $80 it's not better you yeah. only need tops like SPF 30 so yeah, yeah yeah I agree with that 
All right. Next one. This I found very, very interesting. Um, it's a topic of how bad relationships actually can affect your health and even your heart health. And um, there's a lot of studies that um, scientists have done, psychologists have done that have proven this. And, you know, I've heard this before that, you know, um, love can actually heal. You hear yeah. that. Love can heal. And if you see, um, even if one person dies and they've been married for many many yeah. years you know the heartbreak it hurts so much that eventually the other person will die yeah. and I believe that to be true because I've seen that um, but it's interesting to see you know uh, how backed up an actual exactly. study yeah. so um, I guess 9,000 people were studied and those reporting with more negative aspects in their relationships it was a two year study had an increase of 34% of developing heart problems. They also had elevated blood pressure and higher stress hormones found in their blood. Yeah. Isn't it, that crazy? Yeah, not to me. I, it <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, relationships. I mean, if you have bad ones, bad friendships, it's obviously going to impact you negatively. And we already know that people who are more optimistic live longer and people who are pessimistic live, mm-hmm. long, um, live shorter. So Obviously, if your relationship is leading to negative feelings, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, another study found that women who suffered from heart, atta- heart attacks had a three times higher risk of having another one if issues and conflict continue to arise in their marriage after their heart attack. Yeah. But they did find that conflict resolved effectively can actually be a positive thing. So if you can resolve conflict effectively, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, There was another study. It wasn't in um, the outline that I gave you, but I'm reading this book on relationships. And um, this is how I I got into this topic to talk about. But um, one of the things that they did for, I guess, research in a study is they induced women and men with blisters on their hands Mm -hmm. and they had them go with their partners and engage in conflict, argue. And those who, um, I guess, couldn't resolve the conflict and had prolonged issues after the fight had, uh, I guess, not healed as quickly. It took a longer time for the blisters on their hands to actually heal. Talk about the number one reason to get out of a bad relationship. It's affecting your Your health. health. Exactly. And um, studies also show that the same area in your brain that physical pain is attributed to, mm-hmm. emotional pain affects that same area. So, you know, it really does hurt. You get, what's the, do you have the name of the book? Um, yeah, let me just look it up. Yeah, it's we got to get that name. That's that's a good book. <laughs> it's actually it's really really good, and I mean it's it's about um, relationships, but it's called Hold Me Tight. And who is the author? I don't have the author, but I can tweet it out. It's yeah. it's very informative, and it goes on to even show like um, how love is healing and a primary need. That they've done studies with monkeys, and you know we all need food to live and they'll put in in one cage they put a food with the monkey and the other cage they put like um like a mother type of kind of doll that was soft and um nine times out of ten the monkeys will starve and go without food to have the comfort of the soft pillow like mother wow that's crazy 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's really good. And you know, this is not just confined to like your like sexual, personal, romantic mm-hmm. relationships. It's it's also your friendships. You yes, know? yes, yeah. friendships, even your work relationships. Yeah. You know, any environment that you're in where you're with other people, if it's not healthy, it does affect your physical health, your mental health, and even um, your emotional health. Even the rise of depression yeah. is shown with you know couples who are in a negative relationship. So yeah, I just you know get cut it right off. <laughs> <Just> cut it <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good reason to say no. So the Olympics are on, and you know there's a lot going on. I don't know if you guys seen the race where the woman, uh, Shaka and I were talking before the show started, how um, the woman had dove yeah. to win first place. And yeah. um, some studies have came out saying, you know, should women who have too much testosterone still be able to run in these races or, oh, yeah. or compete yeah. in sports. But we don't know if that girl got any uh, she, she, I, Who yeah. knows? Maybe she didn't have enough, yeah. and that's why she dove at the end. But, um, yeah, so it's called hyperandrogenism, yeah. and it's women with naturally high levels of testosterone. Um, and up until 2011, they weren't allowed to race without going under medical supervision. And what they would even do is that they would induce them with... Um, I guess, testosterone suppressants to bring their testosterone levels down to normal levels. That way it couldn't affect um, their sport. Yeah, I think some of our listeners may remember Castor Semenya in 2009. Mm -hmm. There was a big row about whether she was a female or Or a male. male. They had to go test her. And it's just unfortunate they found out, obviously, that it was just a product of her genetics. Yeah, and see, I have a problem with that because I feel like that, like... You're gifted if you have that and if you're an athlete. So you're taking away my talent, I feel like. If you are testing them and you can literally prove they're not on steroids and that it's their natural testosterone, I feel like that should be illegal to take it away. Yeah, so she got to keep the gold medal in 2009, but in 2011 Mm -hmm. they followed up with this ban Mm -hmm. um, for people that were suffering from this condition. Yeah, and I think it's humiliating too to after you win a competition to have to get tested and even they check to see if your sex is actually a female or a male. Yeah, and so the good part about it was... um I, the the court we had what is it Duty Chand, um, an Indian runner who has uh, I guess high testosterone, kind of challenged um, the officials on this and won. Mm-hmm. So the ban has now been kind of temporarily put on hold, and Katja Semenya and Duty is al- also was allowed to compete in this year's Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that it's about five to ten percent of women. Uh, have this hyperandrogenism. Yeah. So it's not many women who have this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, extra level of testosterone in their system. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, it, we are, I just saw a study or that cer- certain swimmers may have chest that make it easier for them to breaststroke. Or even the long, uh, yeah. their, their width span, yeah. or whatever you call Maybe it. Maybe abnormally long. Yeah, yeah. So we, we all have things genetically that are different about us that may give us an advantage in a sport. We, we don't go ahead and say, you're banned from this or you're banned from that yeah. unless you're 5'8 to 6'2, then hey. you can't play this. Yeah. So it, it should not come down to, to following these women because they are genetically um, different yeah. at all. 
you guys out there listening, what do you think about this topic? Do you yeah. think that women should be banned from certain sports because they have too much testosterone? Or do you feel like um, kind of how Shaka and I feel that, you know, it should be legalized. They should be able to play yeah. in the sport with whatever natural gift they have, whether it's testosterone or long Yeah, your genetics or your lungs. genetics. Yeah. Some, yeah, sometimes it helps you do better and sometimes it helps you do worse. But either way, you, you are who you are. Yeah. So we have the five best non-seafood, um, I guess, foods that are good in omega-3. Yeah, vegans. And I was going to say, this is all Shaka because he knows his, his, his vegan foods. So can you tell us what those five things are? Well, yeah, it's great. So we have uh, EPA, DHA, and ALA are the different omegas that you can obtain from food. Mm-hmm. Um, EPA and DHA are primarily found in meat, and ALA you can find in your plant-based foods. And yes, your body can sometimes convert the ALA to the EPA and DHA, but the point is they found that just upping your ALA by two grams gives you the same effect as having the EPA and DHA. Okay. So you so don't have those, to be married to the meat. Yeah. So those watching, can you, what, what is the breakdown of the ALA? What does that mean who, you know, the people out there who don't know what it means? Yeah, so we're talking about alpha lin, um, linolenic acid. Um, and these omega-3s are good for your heart health, they're good for your brain, they support cognitive function, and so, and they sometimes also support a lower body fat, mm-hmm. your metabolism as well. So these are things you do want in your diet, and you don't have to fall into the trap of thinking you need to be eating certain um, fit, uh, meat-based sources to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we have five great uh, options, and one of them is walnuts. I love yeah. walnuts. I literally put walnuts in all my salads. Yeah. Even I'll mix it in when I'm cooking fish, but I know we're not supposed to be talking <laughs> no, about no, fish. No, I'll do cranberries quite... and walnuts in my fish. But if you do eat fish, it's also yeah. another great way to get ALA as well. Yeah. And what I love about walnuts, too, is, you know, if you're you know, having a little guilty pleasure, you can candy them and put them in your salads, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have hemp oil, another one. Flax seed, which what you is hemp under. oil? It's just an oil that comes from hemp. hemp. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can cook with it. You know, it's sort of like a coconut oil too. Um, we have flax seed, which I like to put in my smoothies. Mm-hmm. And we have edamame. Who doesn't love edamame? We yeah, put it out yeah. to a little sushi. And we have chia seed, which I also like to put in my smoothies as well. So there are plenty of options for getting your plant-based um, omega threes. So if you guys are going to do that John Sally twenty-two day vegan challenge, you know. I'm getting ready for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get everything together, so I'm going to put this on my list, you know, and I'm not buying my meat. <laughs> if I want to get my, you know, my omega-3s on, I'll put these on my list to, to go food shopping for. It, yeah, and they're versatile, and they, they kind of make you more creative with what you eat, so. Yeah. All right, so we are out of topics, but we're going to sit here and chat for a little longer. I hope you guys don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaka, tell us more about your workout regimen. I know... Um, I've been switching it up, especially that summer is going to be coming to an end yeah. soon. Is there any different workouts that you do um, if you get tired or bored, or do you keep the same regimen all year round? No, I, I, I do something that I call like instinctive training. You know, mm-hmm. I, is I, that I, you just go in the gym and do whatever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to a certain degree. Because like, it, it, to me, working out, fitness, dieting, all yeah. of that—it's really about knowing your body and yeah. knowing yourself. And it's also about staying committed to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And now there's certain body parts that don't feel great as others. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we suffer from injury or soreness or whatever it may be, we say scrapping the gym altogether. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't go with that. If I'm having a little problem in my chest, I feel like I've you know worked out too hard, 
I'm going to go do some more leg-based workouts. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to vary them. I'm going to mm-hmm. find different things to keep me kind of plugged in yeah. to working out and getting an effective uh, effective fitness regimen. Yeah. I honestly would go crazy if I had to do the same thing. And I know people who yeah, did it. Yeah, the split and doing the, They yeah, do the same chest thing. Chest Mondays. Every, exactly. And, yeah. Every Monday, every Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm just like, that would drive me crazy. And I notice even in my training style, I'm the same way. When my clients come in, none of them can predict I can't even predict, (laughs) you know? And sometimes it depends, like, if there's a new piece of equipment that I want to use. I'm like, oh, okay, today we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I always know what areas I want to work on them or work on myself, especially, you know, if I'm not sore. I'm like, ooh, I want to feel sore in my legs today, you know, or whatever it is. But I try to stay away from pre you know, planning. And, and of course, you know, sometimes even, you know, like that time that you did the, the leg on the, um, yeah, on the, machine. the, the pull up and dip machine, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll, I'll make notes yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. But then other than that, I try not to like pre-plan any of my workouts. And that way you try something new because a lot of times you can hit a plateau and kind of varying up the workout and keeping the body guessing is going to lead to better gains. So I know that you don't pre-plan your workouts, but do you pre-plan your meals? Are you a meal prep person? Do you eat, you know, the same Uh, things five days in a row? Well, sometimes I do that, but not as a plan, you know, just as a, you know, I like to stick to certain standards. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it's not about counting your meals or anything. If you know the foods that you're putting in your body are healthy foods, Mm-hmm. you can have as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find yourself self-regulating regardless. Mm-hmm. So if I'm eating the right kind of food, a lot of leafy vegetables, a lot of fruit, some good nuts, I'm going to make – that to me is all good. I'm not going out and having, you know, the juju fruit or the mm-hmm. different the, the different uh, candies out there. That – you have to regulate a lot harder, maybe plan your meals if you know you're cheating a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's all about filling your diet with really healthy foods. And once you do that, I don't think you need to be – counting or, you know, mm-hmm. placing things out. Yeah. So even when you're in, um, like, competition mode, when you're doing these bodybuilding shows, I mean, that's you see them measuring their chicken, measuring yeah. everything. Won't so you, do it. you don't do any of that. So so confession, I do cheat, you know. Yeah. So Even I, when you're prepping for a show? Not when I'm prepping oh, for a okay. show. That's when say. I cut out the cheats. Okay. So I have a lot of vegan cheats. There's a lot yeah. of good coconut ice creams out there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things you can have. And so when I'm prepping for a show, I just cut out my vegan cheats, but I don't really change my diet. Mm-hmm. Because for me, fitness was and competing was really about living the life I'm living and being representative of that lifestyle mm-hmm. constantly, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I just found, um, it's, what is it, Len and Larry's cookie? That, those, those are vegan. Are like, yeah, they're vegan. Those are like my downfall. I looked on the back, I'm like, oh, when I do my 22-day yeah. vegan challenge. The only thing I will say... And I don't know if it's because it has so much protein. I can only eat half of a cookie because then it just tears oh, up my I, stomach. I can eat about four of them. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I'll kill those pretty quickly. What's your favorite kind? Oh, the birthday cake. It's, uh, oh, I, think I haven't it, tried that oh, one. Oh, my God. Don't try it if you, no. if you don't want to be addicted. <laughs> it's that good? It's really good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've been recently doing them uh, or, you know, yeah. eating them. But I try to because they are a lot in calories. It's like 480 oh, yeah. calories for yeah. one cookie. So basically, like, that's... That's a meal for yeah. me. That's yeah. like a full meal. Yeah, the, I mean, the word vegan does not necessarily always mean healthy. healthy. So even yeah. as a vegan, you still have to be certain um, vigilant about what you're eating. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those are definitely my downfall. But I just cut those out when I'm preparing for a show because I would say 80 to 90% of my food I'm eating daily is pretty healthy. Yeah. yeah. So we have your meal plan down. We have your workout regimen down. They're both not unpredictable. <laughs> so what about all the other stuff that you do that you've talked to us about, like the cryotherapy? Yeah. And do you strategically 
strategically plan out those things? Like, do you do, okay, every rest day I go do my cryo yeah. or... Yeah, I mean, I try to do cryo as often as I can. It's quite expensive. So, yeah, um, how much is it? Um, $65 a session, at mm. least where I go. For and, four minutes. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> a lot yeah. of money. So that's the business that we yeah, need exactly. to get into. That's my next <laughs> one, right? Um, and then, of course, they have plans where you pay like 400 a month and you can mm-hmm. go as much as you want. And so but around a show, I'll plan it out, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm preparing for the show. But, yeah, I just try to do that every so often to keep my body just healing well mm-hmm. and then also upping the metabolism. Mm-hmm. And I just try to stay... I research. I think part of being fit is researching what's coming out and what's new. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, not just what's new, but what research is new about old stuff. Yes. Because we, we, we're debunking we're a lot of myths it. about certain things we thought were good in the past. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have been doing a little research on, you know, foam rolling. I've been yeah. starting to get some pain in my lower back, and I don't know if it's just sitting in L.A. traffic for so long. And I never really stretched a lot or did the foam rolling or did a lot of massages so this is all new for me so for you who you've been in the game for a while in fitness do you are you a big fan of the stretching the foam rolling is that part of your routine as well yeah so well with stretching it's very important because a lot of people think you should stretch before a workout or even stretch afterwards when you're stretching before a workout it's not necessarily a good thing especially if you're not going to be mimicking the things you're going to be doing in the Mm -hmm. workout to match the stretch. Mm-hmm. You might actually be putting yourself in risk for injury mm-hmm. because now your body is getting ready for a type of work it's not going to be doing during the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, stretching after a workout, immediately after, can kind of ruin some of your gains if you're kind of lifting to... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I so, always thought to do it afterwards because yeah, your li- muscles are warm. Yeah, if you're lifting to build a little bit of muscle, what, what, what happens? Blood engorges the muscle, breaks it down, and that's how the muscle rebuilds to get stronger. When you stretch, you're actually getting a lot of that muscle, out, a lot of that blood out of the muscle. Oh. So you want to plan your stretch is a little further away in time from when you're if you're lifting weights and so I'll, I'll pick a different day and I won't stretch I'll, I'll just do yoga on a different day mm-hmm. um, foam rolling that's one of those new things that kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and I have actually haven't gotten down with the craze mm-hmm. I have a foam roller but I just haven't used it it's kind of painful that's sometimes. what I was going to say you're not doing it because it's painful yeah. it is very painful yeah and so sometimes I'm not sure if it's like helping me or if I'm just really sore from the foam yeah. rolling but it definitely has a lot of proven benefits yeah. so, so do, you, do you do any dynamic stretches warm ups no. or any of that? I'll run. You know, uh-huh. the, if I'm going to lift weights, I'll just do usually a couple sets without the weight so mm-hmm. that I'm mimicking the movement I'll be doing, and then I'll hit the weights. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah. I just learned something <laughs> new on the show. All right, you guys, that's all that we have for today on Fit Club. You guys can find us same time, same place next yeah. week, um, and you can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or fitwithfallon on social media. Where can they find you, Shaka? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us five stars on YouTube. I think it's a thumbs up. (laughs) And we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, anything that you want us to research, let us know. We got your back. Thanks for joining the club and we will see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.